Hey, welcome to a new episode of the Relax Just Love podcast, vegan edition. I have the pleasure to be with the super Swede. How you doing, Zara? <laughs> I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm I'm phenomenal. So we were talking before how I'm supposed to describe you. So we're saying a health coach, obviously vegan, and mm-hmm. you also own a food delivery. Where is it, by the way? I didn't ask you. In Dubai. It is in Dubai. So that's where you live normally, right? Yeah, yeah. Right now I'm in between Dubai and uh, Los Angeles. It's a big problem. Eh? Yeah, yeah. And uh, no, Dubai is too hot right now. You know, it's like 50, 50 degrees. So I'm, I'm coming to the cooler parts of the world, you know, trying to that's, get away from that heat. That's pretty interesting to say that you go to L.A. because it's, cold, it's colder. <laughs> Come to Canada yeah. if you want to be cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you go in between yeah. all the time? No, no. It's, I'm actually I'm actually working on a couple of uh, businesses over here. So um, um, we're working on a couple of apps um, okay. that we are looking to launch before the end of the year or just the beginning of next year um so yeah i've been back and forth uh, a little bit uh just it's easier that way my business partner is here um so uh, working remotely with her it's been like i'm 11 hours behind mm. or ahead so it, it's, it's a little bit slow the process so i have to come over and i can spend a month here and i go back to dubai for a month and i come back over for a month which i don't mind you know it's a beautiful to get that work done. if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not complaining. It could be a lot worse. Yeah. yeah are you allowed yeah, to talk about sure. your, what the apps are? Or you're not allowed, you're not speaking? Uh, no, no, for sure. Um, I mean, we, we, we just finished our, our pitch decks. Uh, so one of the apps is for um, uh, helping the problem of the food wastage. So we're currently wasting about 30, 40% food. Uh, in the world, which is like, I think we're, we're totaling like $750 million a year of wasted food. And that obviously goes into landfills uh, and it turns into methane, um, which is really, really bad. Uh, it's the third, I think, uh, biggest methane uh, produce in the world. So it's a huge problem. Um, so we're working on uh, on uh, limiting that for the businesses uh creating um, an opportunity for a consumer to, to pay less uh, for food that would have otherwise gone bad and creating that connection between businesses and consumers and at the same time helping the planet. Because there has so to that's, be a way for like restaurants, for example, like I'm thinking, like think about the tomato, like tomato sauce. You don't use the nicest of tomatoes. You always take the ones that are a bit oh, sure. or sweeter. So Absolutely. there has to be a way to connect businesses together to give deals to other people definitely definitely so what we will be doing with the app is just um creating a platform for say a restaurant um, say the thrown away sushi unfortunately i can't limit this to vegan restaurants only because there will be no business uh, <laughs> but uh, you know say a restaurant has uh, sushi and they know by seven o'clock this is going to go bad so there'll be a push notification going out to people in the area say santa monica and saying that, you know, um, this restaurant has got California rolls, like 50 California rolls uh, coming up. You're going to get it for 30% less. Go and pick it up. Um, this way, the restaurant still makes a little bit of profit where they would have completely lost it. Um, the food doesn't go to waste. People are always looking for a deal. Um, you have a lot of students, you know, they want to 
have cheaper food, but people, even people with money, you know, you, you always want to get a nice uh, deal on things. So you still eat good food, but you might not pay the full price for it. And it generates more business to the restaurants, you know, or the, or the say Whole Foods or somewhere like that, Trader Joe's, it generates business because then you go in, you pick up the food, you'd be like, oh, let me just grab a drink as well and this and that. So it generates a new, um, a new revenue for the, for the place and maybe even new customers. So it works in everyone's favors. And then obviously the end goal would be to help the planet and help us reduce the food waste um, and make people more aware. I think people are starting to become more and more aware of the problem that we're facing in terms of our overconsumption of everything and overuse of everything. Um, so even just uh, raising the awareness on that and just making people more aware of how we are spending, how we are eating, you know. That's clever. That's a very, very yeah. cool idea. Don't steal it. No, 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 I don't. <laughs> I'll let you know when we launch in Canada. It, it sounds like it just, it's one of those things that just makes sense. Yeah, I, absolutely. You know, I, I paid my studies while working in the Tim Hortons. It's basically a Dunkin' Donut. Yeah. So yeah I, I used it. to do the donuts when they were still fresh, when somebody had to make them. And I've always wondered because oh, wow. one o'clock in the morning, we're sorry, around three o'clock in the morning, after the drunks has all has all emptied the restaurant, what's left, which was still a lot, we just throw it out. And I've always wondered why uh, we don't give it to charity, for example. And this is, uh, I, I also work with the Hollywood Food Coalition here, so Feeding the Homeless. And uh, they have so much food that they're given from restaurants. And it used to be a myth uh, all around the world, basically, where restaurants and places thought that they weren't al allowed to give food away. And especially somewhere like America, where you can sue people for anything, right? <laughs> so everyone was always really worried because you can get a, a person suing you saying, I felt really ill from this food. So they always had this uh, kind of clause into place, like, no, we can't give away any food. But um, as of January 22, there's a, a new law coming into place where restaurants actually have to give food away to charitable courses um, so there is no laws in place saying you can't give away food um, so the food that they're getting at the shelter i was there last night working and uh, it's pretty good stuff they have like they can choose between chicken pork vegan you have a lot of vegan um, uh, people around here like homeless people even um, so uh so there's definitely a market. So whatever we're not managing to sell for the restaurant, we'll obviously arrange to go to the homeless and also to the animal agriculture, wherever they can make use of, um, you know, potatoes and whatnot. Um, we'll go to that. So basically nothing goes to waste, which it shouldn't. Uh, totally agree. Totally agree. I, I think they, I don't remember the numbers by heart because it's been a while, but they were saying that we waste enough food to feed absolutely everybody on the planet. Absolutely. Oh my God. And I think yeah. I'm pretty sure it's twice as much. It's not even, I think it's, we, we throw out twice as much as what we need to feed. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. crazy. It's shocking. It's shocking. Yeah. But it's like you were saying, it's around 40% of the food that's produced just literally goes into the garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's 1 million tons a year in LA alone. And LA has the biggest food insecurity in america so it just goes to show like how so you have the most food insecurity amongst the people so people are not being able to eat you know uh, in the whole of america uh, and then we're wasting so much food so there's definitely a, a huge 
a huge uh, market here for that. It's a gap in the markets. Good for you. And that's for, where we come in. But good for you. Good for you. You. Uh, that's interesting because you you wouldn't tell, and I, I don't mean to be rude or judgmental, but you you look at, if I'd look at your Instagram, I would have never known. Everyone says that. I give, no, I give yeah, I give off a certain uh, vibe on my Instagram, I've been told. Um, it's not, it's not that, don't get me wrong. It's really, I understand that Instagram is kind of a, def, you're, let's not lie to each other. You're a product because you do sell stuff. So you're a product. So you actually push things that will help you sell that product. Yeah. But yeah. who really wants to hear about everything else that, you know, people want to hear a certain aspect. They follow you for a certain thing. They, yeah. do they really care about the rest. I don't know. Yeah. I do. I do personally. I do care. That's the part I like about talking with people doing podcasts as I get to exp not expose, but at least know what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. What goes on behind the scenes, what you show, you know, you, you choose what you show on Instagram. Um, so I think as I saw a meme about um, um, the art of posting without people actually knowing what's going on in your life. So you can post every day, but people still don't know what's actually going on behind the scenes. And they think they know you. A lot of people think they know you from Instagram and, and, uh, and they don't. You know, it's, it's, in my opinion, it's a lot easier to lie on social media than it is to be. Oh, honest. for sure. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And people hear it from their own perception, like yeah. anything. You know, yeah. they will take what you say and they have their own perception from their life experiences, which is yeah. completely normal. We all understand from our own perception, right? So they twist and turn whatever you're saying to make it suit their their vision of things, right? It's social media is an interesting beast. It is. It's very it useful is. if you know how to use it. Absolutely. But if you're just and the type to scroll, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't scroll. If I scroll is because I'm looking for guests I want to talk to or I'm, but I don't go and just scroll, scroll, scroll. I don't do that. That to me is wasting my time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, absolutely. You can waste hours if you're not careful on that, <laughs> on that platform. But that, this is what, and, and this is what frustrates me a little bit as well. With like, um, and this is social media though. And, and people want quick entertainment. Yep. They don't want to read the captions. I write really long captions, right? <laughs> but, People are more interested in just seeing like quick entertainment and, and the more shocking, the better, which is why you have someone shaking their ass and they got like in 2.2 million followers, right? And people just commenting and going crazy and they're doing fuck all. And then you got someone that's actually speaking. Like I have a lot of friends that have got such great content and they're and worthy content. They're talking about something that actually matters and people just don't want to see it because they're dealing with their own shit and they have their own problems and they just come on there for quick entertainment. You know, so I get it. But as you say, it's, it's a beast. You know, if you if you manage to use it right, you manage to get a message out there, then I think it's worth your while. It just has to be very calculated. Yeah. You have to be very careful what you say and especially what you don't say. You got to yeah. be very careful with that. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I know I know I trigger a lot of people with my posts at times, but that's me. You know? I don't do a lot of, like, I don't look at a lot of stories, but just before we started recording, I went to check some of yours. Yeah, I can see how you <laughs> piss off people. <laughs> I was laughing. I, everything you had on there, 
I was laughing yeah. and there's a couple of times I clap. I'm like, yeah, I agree. But you know, my memes actually used to be a lot more fun. Like I used to have a lot of I'm a very sarcastic memes. Like I love it. And it triggers people, but people laugh, you know, especially during lockdown. I had a lot of people reach out to me and they were like, you know what? Your memes got me through the day or they got me through. Like I had someone just message me the other week saying I've been really sick for a long time and your memes make me laugh every day. Like, so that's, is nice. But then off late it's been um and i try not to go too dark but as we spoke about earlier sometimes you just see too much shit like i log on to instagram or like i don't even watch the news but or my space you just are you on my space <laughs> and you see like you see like the fires this is the nature catastrophes and all that shit and i'm like oh so it becomes a lot of memes about mm. that so I, I try to lighten up every once in a while just for my sake and also for other people's sake i know they don't want to come on and get like all doomy and gloomy on my profile you know but there is such a thing as, again, I, I spoke about that earlier, but there's, um, there's a role called the comedian or the joker where most comedian, like it comes from being a jester to the king, entertaining the king. But what, people, what most people don't realize is that the actual job of a jester or a joker or a comedian nowadays is to make fun of serious institution. Like yeah. make fun of politics, religion, yeah, food, yeah, whatever. exactly. Seriously, yeah. Just to show you how it's not trying to show that those institutions are ridiculous. They're just trying to show how ridiculously serious they are, and that's funny. Yeah, that they're so exactly. that they're so yeah, serious yeah. about it. Yeah, and not to take things so seriously. Like fuck, you know, it's uh, this is the thing. Like that's why I'm I'm very sarcastic to nature. It's like. Well, there's no point taking things so seriously. You know, might as well laugh no. about it. Nobody know. gets out alive either way. So that's what I was gonna so. say. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's absolutely no point. You gotta laugh. I mean, yeah. You have to, or else what's the point? Exactly. Exactly. There's a nice. Uh, it's uh, the concept is the um, the middle way. Mm -hmm. You have to be a bit bad. You have to be good. You, you have to. You gotta have a balance. You have to be in the middle, yeah. Balance that yeah. shit out. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. So yeah, we gotta totally speak about. We gotta. I, I just noticed I'm. Um, I have three dogs right now. I might not see, but I have <gasps> a German Shepherd number one, German Shepherd, oh. number two, and I have a Rottweiler right there. It's my buddy. Oh my god! Amazing. <gasps> oh, I see. Uh, uh, she's big. She's like 110 pounds. Hey. Wow. Can you see her head? I saw her hey. head come up there. But salt on soup. But she's. Uh, <laughs> I live in the country, right? So I have multiple acres of land. So I just let them free. Oh, that's amazing! And she's like a cow. She literally <laughs> she just eats. She walks around and she just eats the grass. So we got to speak oh. about Mui Moi. Yeah, Mui. Tell Mui. me about Mui because I saw the picture and that breaks my heart. Yeah, so Mui is a cow that we discovered living um, in Rasakaima, which is uh, just outside of Dubai. Um, she is uh, living in the countryside there so it's a little like uh, a little forest and there was a, a local guy uh, that bought that land and if you don't do anything with your land um, it gets taken by the government but if you put one live animal on that land they can't take it because you're using it right so he placed mirror there and apparently she's been there for years and I only recently heard that apparently there were other cows there as well but they died when we discovered Mui, it was a couple of years ago, um, we also discovered she was eating like beef biryani and shit. Like people had put, I don't know who put that there, but, you know, maybe some workers or whatever. So she was literally eating 
cows. So we started bringing her like flatbreads, like she loves the Arabic bread. She loves cucumbers and apples and carrots. And we started bringing that, started, started caring for her. And luckily I have some really good friends that live further down the road. So they always check in on her and make sure that she's okay. And then we managed to get some uh, water for her because there used to be nothing in like Dubai. The Dubai heat is, is uh, intolerable in the summer. Luckily she has on shades from the trees and stuff. So we take care of her as much as we can you know, go up and see her and stuff. But um, uh, I also looked into recently uh, when I did that post, um, if we could get some more animals onto that land. So at least she had uh, some cow friends. But I think you need like a farmer's license and this and that kind of stuff. So it's just, uh, we're working on it to see what we can do to make her situation a little bit more bearable. Uh, but yeah, it's heartbreaking. You know, we, we don't consider the lives of the animals. You know, we just do it for our own, like, for our own uh, benefit uh, without any care for, for her life, you know? So, but I think I've seen, she has a little cat friend as well that comes around. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, we do what we can with her, but she's super sweet. She's really nice. I don't understand um, how the, it's like we we're saying before the podcast that I, I, I became vegan and vegetarian before that because of animals, not because of my health, because of a, I could not live with myself knowing how they were treated. Exactly. I don't understand how you can leave. Like you see videos of dogs being chained in the middle oh. of the woods because people don't want to take care of them. Yeah. And people don't fucking bring it to me. Just bring exactly. that dog to me. I'll, exactly. take, it. I'll yeah. take it. I'll pay for the food. They have place here. My yeah. second one's a rescue. And you know what? Any girlfriend I've ever dated in my life, I've told them one thing. It's possible one day you'll walk, you'll see me arrive with another animal. If I find an yes. animal somewhere that's hurt, of course, I'm yeah. picking it up and I'll bring yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't live myself knowing. I couldn't live with myself knowing that I passed something that needed help. No way. Um, and this is this is what I'm starting to discover now because my second app is is uh, to help the shelters with rescue um, rescue shelters and especially the death row animals, uh, so the dogs primarily. Uh, and I've been in, I've been in touch with a lot of uh, shelters when I've been here now this time around, and the system is broken. There's so many dogs being bred, pit bulls, and you know, um, staff, all, all type of breeds, and then people dump them when they become a little bit, uh, you know, inconvenient. So the shelters are full, and even though California is a no-kill state, and they pride themselves on that we have like 10, 10, 15 dogs killed a day in the different shelters and they get killed because of uh, medical conditions or behavior conditions. But in all fairness, they get killed because they're overrun and you can't even blame the shelters anymore because they don't know what to do. Um, and, and it's a problem. So creating this app um, to, to try to help the death row animals and also the, you know, getting people to understand that stop buying animals there's so many that needs a home you know raising that awareness again um and and helping people on the way to foster and adopt and you know um and other and other things such as like having um blood donors like i had the little kitten the other day she was severely anemic but there was no kitten kitten blood in the whole of la she needed a blood transfusion um, so even, 
even working with perhaps shelters that are euthanizing cats because there are kittens and cats being euthanized every day as well. Even just getting that blood, trying to make use of, trying to help the situation, trying to help that broken system that we're dealing with. Uh, but yeah, same. I can't, I can't. And, and this is the thing, I think, with us, when you feel such compassion and empathy, like, you know, you, you can't help everyone. And it's, uh, it, it gets you so frustrated, right? You just want to help all of them. You want to take me. all of them in. It doesn't frustrate me. It makes me sad. Like yeah. just just thinking about that earlier, I saw your eyes get watery and mine get too. If there's something that gets to me is animal suffering gets to me. I can see human suffering. Most of the times it's their fault. It's exactly. not going to have the impact exactly. that it has on me. But no, no. Animals, animals I don't know what I would do to somebody torturing an animal in front of me. Yeah. No, absolutely. I would feel no. I would feel nothing for that human being. And I've seen a lot. And obviously in the Middle East, there's a complete different kind of mentality to, to animals and, and abuse. Um, so you have to try to kind of understand that it's like uh, lack of education and stuff. But then I'm thinking another side of me, I'm like, you know what? You know what's right and wrong. You know, it's that ignorance towards another life that we're dealing with. But it's all that. It's also that cognitive dissonance which a lot of people are facing you know they don't they don't connect the two you know yeah i don't know what it is i've had i've meditated on that and i don't know what the what the reasoning is but i believe that as human beings we're not good we're born no. sin, we're born sinners you're only and as as i was saying earlier there's the middle concept you walk the middle but you will do bad Hopefully you do more good than you do bad. It's a choice, but, right? But it's a conscious choice. You need yeah, to be exactly, conscious of your, exactly. as you were saying earlier, but I think that's the key. We, too many people are not, they just don't care. Like how many times have I wondered how many people would still eat meat if they had to cut the throat of that cow? Yeah, of course. Like here's the course. knife. You want to eat meat? Here's your knife. Gut it. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Don't be one of those that separates yourself from the meat and use two or three degrees of separation. Just really do it yourself. Or There's even just watching someone do it. There's not a lot of people that would eat. No, absolutely. You know, uh, as they say, if glass, if uh, if slaughterhouses had uh, glass walls, everyone mm. would be vegan. We don't want to see it. People don't want to see it. You know, people don't want to see these videos. I don't want to see the videos. But I don't need to because I, I know. Yeah. But I had that cognitive dissonance myself before I started eating meat. I could be petting a chicken and be like, oh, my God, you're so cute. I could never eat you. And then someone gives me a plate of chicken and I don't connect the two. I'm like, mm, chicken. And this is what a lot of people suffer from. And it's also, it's, it's also programming. We program that we pet cats and dogs and we eat cows and chickens. And then we get all outraged when they eat dogs and cats in China. But they've been programmed that way as well. You know, it's about unlearning what you've been taught since you were a child, which is with everything you've been taught. We need to unlearn to relearn if you're going to grow and evolve as a human being. You know, we cannot stay stagnant in tradition and culture. It needs to move forward. We don't have to do certain things that we used to do a thousand years ago. Just because we did it doesn't mean that it's right, right? I agree with you, but it's the consciousness aspect that I think is really, really being lost. We, uh, I, I don't remember who I was discussing this with, but I was making a point about uh, 
you know, you know what a ritual and a habit is, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, oh, balls. You know, when you wake up, you have uh, a certain thing, you're, you have your routine. Thank you. That's what I'm thinking. The, the people don't know the difference between the two, but a routine is a ritual. The only difference is a ritual is conscious. You realize what you're doing. You're acting something. You're reading a part, but it's conscious. Too much. We're just on autopilot. We don't even care. Yeah. As yeah. you said, I'm petting my cat as I'm eating a cow. But what's the difference between yeah. that cat and yeah, the, yeah. There's yeah. none. But they just, exactly. as you said, there's no link. You don't do the link between the two and whose fault is it, right? Yeah. No, exactly. Um, but I think once once you do, once that cognitive dissonance goes, you know, that's uh, you you can't go back. You know, you can't put the black, you can't put the blindfold back on. How did it happen to you now, since we're talking about this, what happened to you? Uh, how I became vegan. Yeah. What, what was it's, that? Uh, um, it, what? To be honest, I, if you would have asked me two weeks before I went vegan, if I would, I probably would have been like, hell no. I love my, <laughs> I love my meat. No, seriously. Even that yeah. short before, I don't know. It just something just switched. So I've been working with animal welfare for many years, like maybe 10 years actively. I used to be head of illegal wildlife and in Dubai. Um, so um, I was rescuing animals and I was eating animals. And I always had that kind of, I knew that I was a hypocrite in my mind and I was battling with it in my mind. I'm like, but I, will, I don't want to give it up. I enjoy this. And I'm doing enough animal welfare work and stuff. But I knew that you had to come to a point where like, come on, like just wake the fuck up. But anyway, I was in Florida and um, I was, and my, my friend in Florida just said, um, let's watch this uh, new documentary that's come out, like, what the hell? And, uh, and he said, it's not, it's not much um, animal abuse going on. Because obviously I couldn't watch the sorts of videos. I didn't want to know what, what I was contributing to because I knew it was bad. We all know it's bad. It's whether we want to face it or not. Yeah. So and we watched it. And after that, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? fuck am i contributing to and then i started looking into it more and more and from that day on i went cold turkey because that's how i do it a lot of people have to like you know maybe cut out the red meat cut out the chicken cut out the fish like all and and that's fine whichever way you do it but for me i just have to go cold turkey so i stopped eating any meat dairy anything from that day on and i remember going back on the flight back to dubai and obviously they were serving chicken and i just felt sick to my stomach from what i've seen uh, and that was that. And I didn't look back since. And I started actually didn't tell many people for about two, three months because I needed to do it for myself. I didn't need any judgment. I didn't need anyone to tell me their opinion or whatever. So I, I kept it to myself. And, uh, and then I was going to, I said, I'm like, I'm not going to be one of those annoying vegans that tell other people what to do. But as I said earlier, when we spoke, you know, when you see enough shit and you see enough animal suffering you just want to fucking shake people and be like wake up like know what you're contributing contributing to at least you know and if you're fine with that then that's fine you know but know what you're contributing to so i understand these angry vegans that are like you know fighting especially if they go to slaughterhouses and they see animals and they they're with the animals in their last few moments of life knowing that they've never felt love and you know i understand the anger um but um, I did become more vocal about it and I've become more vocal since. Obviously, it's been just over five years now. 
And uh, I think I'm probably at my most vocal now um, with my veganism. But it's also because I'm doing it for the animals. I don't, I don't care if people think I'm a fucking annoying, you know. Um, I will never be quiet for them. People will think they, you're annoying no matter what. They'll, exactly, always, find, they'll exactly. always find a reason to not like you. Might yeah, as well yeah, make sure. it exactly. worth it. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I've always said, I've always said, you know, um, it's um, the reason why I fight so much for animals is because there's so many people dedicated to hurting them. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and they have no so, voice technically you can't they can't really speak i mean and them. and that is another thing that i've always gone against like you know when say that people animals have no voice like they have a fucking voice have you ever been in a slaughterhouse they have a voice oh. we just won't listen to it yeah. you know so um yeah it's it's been a journey and it's i'm still on a journey um you know kind of um understanding and and understanding how to talk to people and you know try to not work from emotion not to talk from emotion because as we said as well you know people shut off when you shout and scream if you want or like try to shock them into uh, realizing what they're doing you know so I just try to educate where I can and educate through my meal plan and get people to understand that we don't actually have to eat this you know as you say like we can build muscle we can live (laughs) complete healthy lives without others having to suffer so just trying to educate that but then oh sometimes i'm like oh okay and i just post something like really angry you know balance that's exactly what i was going to say it's the <laughs> it's the fine line right you need yeah because but it is a it, it comes down to a science at that point how do you approach because you need to approach them on an individual base because every yeah. single one of them will but again and- i I don't know. For me, Earthlings did it. Have you seen the documentary? I haven't. It's a lot of animal abuse in Batman. Well, that's all it is. Oh, I can't. But it's, I can't. I watched it 10 or 12 years ago. And that, I'm like, uh, whoops. I, I couldn't. Because yeah. it wasn't very, it wasn't mainstream back then. Like 10, 12 no. years ago, you didn't see, like today, open Google, go to YouTube, and you'll find all the videos you of want. Course, but of back course. then... There wasn't. You didn't. You didn't even carry a cell phone and a smartphone with you. Yeah, so, yeah. It, but I don't know. I, I I can't watch that stuff anymore. No, I, I can't. can't. Watch it, it breaks me. It breaks. I don't my heart. need to see it. I know it happens. Uh, the one that the one that did it for me. The second one I watched after What the Health was uh, Gary Jarofsky. Uh, the greatest. What? Mm. The greatest speech you'll ever hear. Oh my God! You're in for a treat. I literally rewatch it. I, I make everyone watch it. So um you wanna send me you wanna oh my wanna god, send, I'll send you I'll send you the link. It's yeah, uh, it's only link it's only a YouTube, link. yeah, it's only a YouTube clip. Yeah. Do you know who Gary Jarowski is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he he obviously goes around to different universities and he does um he does lectures. So yeah. this is just a lecture in one okay. hour, but yes. in one hour he breaks down everything. You cannot argue anything with him. You'd be like, yeah. You know, it's it's so precise and it's so like he's not bashing, he's not doing anything. It's just like this is what happens. This is what we don't have to do it anymore, and blah blah blah. And it's a little bit of like he shows videos from like a, a dairy farm, and obviously the the kind of typical ones that we see um, uh, with with animals being abused and stuff. But it's just it's so much it's so much educational um, stuff that he's talking about that I I can't. 
imagine anyone walking out of that classroom not considering um, what they're doing. So yeah, I'll send you that link. It's so good. It's the, I think the way to do it is, you said it well, is to keep your emotion in check, but to also present facts in a way that they're undeniable. Yeah, exactly. But no matter what- There's always going to be people saying saying shit against you. You know, it's always going to be people that have done their research and like, and I was saying only today, you can find whatever you want today on the internet. So if I want something pro veganism, I'll find that. If I want something negative and like, I can find complete studies going for and against it, you know? So it's what you search for, you will find. So it's very hard nowadays also to get straight facts, right? Because there's so much information out there, but we don't even know what's true and, and, and not anymore. And not only that, not only there's, uh, there's too much information to a point because it's created by anybody. Exactly. But like that wasn't enough. One thing that we've stop doing as our culture is debate you don't see polite debates anymore all you see is people and whatever the subject veganism is a great subject but when's the last time you really saw a good debate between two individuals that did not hold the same view but respected each other were well spoken and there was somebody in the middle saying okay Two minutes for you, two minutes for you, yeah. then you can rebuttal. Yeah, yeah. But it's polite yeah. and people respect. Yeah. You don't see that anymore. No, because it's, it's a lot of it comes from ego. We, we're, we're talking from our ego and everyone knows best. And, you know, people don't want to step down from what they think is right. And we are all guilty of that. You know, I'm, I'm having to self-assess a lot. And this is another thing I think people don't self-assess anymore. Like when I post shit and I like to do my research and stuff, and I know I'm going to have people opposed to it, like what I posted today about Bezos, um, you know, and it's, this is fine. Like I, I don't mind it, but I, people become very personal and very rude. And, and this is the problem nowadays. And I think we have these keyboard warriors that think that you can just say whatever they want. I'm like, come and say that to my face, you know? <laughs> You know, like dare to stand for for what you for what you believe in, but at the same time respect the people around you that have different opinions. Because it's okay. That's the thing. That's why life is beautiful because you surround yourself by all different type of people. Of course, as long as, they bring you, as, long as the yeah. people bring you up, they don't try to bring you down. You should exactly. keep those people around. It's okay yeah. that they don't believe the same thing as you. Absolutely. And this is like, how boring would it be to have people that believe exactly the same as you and they live exactly the same as you? You wouldn't evolve as a person. Having these people around you with different opinions and it makes me open my mind even more and be like, oh, do you know what? He might actually has a point, you know? And, and you it's learn. way more comfortable to have people that are telling yes, you that you're right. You. Of course. You know, my mother told me I was special my whole life and God damn it, she was right. no but you want to have people around you that are telling you that you're right but you also want to have people around you that challenges you uh that's the only type of people in my opinion that's the only type of people but that is hard it's hard to have your buddy sits to you with a beer and look at you and like dude you're an asshole bro do you realize (laughs) what you just did what do you mean you no, but it's true you you want to have people it's like your boyfriend your girlfriend you want them to challenge you you don't want somebody that says yes to everything you you do, yeah. but that makes you that makes people uncomfortable, and people don't like to be uncomfortable. Anymore. Exactly, exactly. 
I think that's that's uh, the basis of a lot. People don't like to be uncomfortable, so they don't challenge themselves. They don't self-assess. They don't go deep within themselves. So I think that that is, um, I think COVID um, did a lot of people, uh, uh, it was a blessing in disguise because mm-hmm. people were forced to sit with themselves, you know, and, uh, and self-evaluate and maybe rethink how they were living their lives and, you know, what they put their values in and stuff. So, yeah, I think self-assessment is very important and being self-critical and realizing that maybe you don't have all the answers for everything. I can tell you, you don't. I don't. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Nobody does. Absolutely. Absolutely. We never do. I, what is that famous saying that the more we know, the more we know that we don't know? Yeah. It's not that, but you know what no, you get. No, but I, we understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's really that, again... <clears throat> consciousness you said it before i've repeated a few times and i'll continue doing it it's really about yourself your action especially your reaction and how that impacts the people around you it's amazing that we don't hold that mirror to ourselves anymore to see what we truly are Mm because it's too scary exactly absolutely you know there's uh there's one of my favorite saying that i butcher all the time is by my favorite psychiatrist called Carl Jung. And he says that uh, for the branches of a tree to reach heaven, his roots need to be, uh, needs to be in hell, needs to be rooted in hell. So he was a big fan of the opposition, the duality of everything. Yeah, yeah. But until you realize the atrocities that you're able to create, that you're able to do, how can you really consider yourself good? Very true. I don't remember which fighter said that, but he said that if you don't know how to fight and you don't know how to cause cause harm, you're not dangerous. You're not nice. You're not dangerous. You're a kitty. You're a cat. You're a pussy, basically. Yeah, yeah. You just don't know. You're not. I read that exact quote the other day. It's so true. It's so true. It was said a lot better than what I just butchered it. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I get the gist. No, it's, it's exactly that. Absolutely. It's it's funny. All almost all the podcasts that I have, they always come back to this. It's it's interesting how I always seem to find people that understood self-assessment. Successful people all self-assess. Every single one yeah. of them. Every you can't be successful at anything, whatever you consider successful, unless you know yourself. Mm. It's uh god damn it's been 40 minutes. What 40 minutes already? <laughs> yeah. Shit. We haven't even touched on my tattoos, nothing. <laughs> okay, you know what? Before I ask you my last question, we're gonna talk about those triangles you have on your neck. Just oh, because yes. as I said, one of my buddies has that he has that as his uh, laptop screen for years. He has that on his cell phone too. So what does it mean? Yeah. You know, it's uh it's a Viking uh tattoo, obviously, maybe in Swedish Viking um for me like there's a lot of um interpretations for it yeah for me it's um it's the connection between heaven hell and the state that we're in now so very Carl young kind of thing um but then i know i also know that for some people it's like representing uh um odin like we have it on a lot of graves in in the, the northern countries um, so 
it's I think it's like Odin's son or something like that but I, I don't interpret it like that so for me it's just the connection between the good the bad and the place that we're in I'll uh I'll text my buddy yeah let me I'll know ask what, he, him uh, what it means and I'll send it to you what it means because I don't him. he explained it to me and I cannot remember what it means. yeah but it's yeah, the same there's, thing there's so many explanations yeah but that's how it resonates to me and to be honest I thought it looked good my neck so I just put it there you're crazy i would never put anything on my <laughs> neck i'm a bitch. no i'm tattooed everywhere like my i'm all, only my legs are not done yet but i have to stop myself i have to stop myself not going more it's one everywhere yeah but you know what it's like i normally wear a suit so oh, yeah. i've always been careful to like yeah, i'm finished yeah, yeah. a few inches so that it doesn't show if i'm in a suit yeah and i can Like I, I literally went to my tattoo guy and I had a dress shirt and I'm like, okay, put a triangle where it is. You can tattoo everywhere, but you can't go. So I can unbutton the first one and it's okay. But as soon as it's like everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. They're addictive though. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Do you but realize you yeah. have tattoos? Because I don't. It's only I when I see pictures. It. When I yeah. see pictures and I'm like shirtless or. And a wife beater, I'm like, holy shit, I have a lot. Of I don't tattoos. think I have enough. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I have enough. And then I see, I'm like, what? Well, it's like literally my whole skin. right side of my body. Yeah, yeah. But no, as always, I always think of new ones constantly. So uh, it's good. I love it. It's been a few years. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I normally go crazy when I start something. I don't do any yeah. small. Next yeah, time yeah, I go, yeah. it's a full leg. So yeah. when I start, it'll take me two years to finish, but I'll do a full leg. <laughs> but I, I think about something in the morning and I'll do it in the afternoon. I don't feel like it's, it's very instantaneous for me. I, some, some of the, no, actually, almost everything I've got, I've, I've thought about not too, too long and I've never so, regretted anything. So what you call instantaneous, I call crazy, basically. <laughs> Yeah, I am a little bit crazy when it comes to that. I'm oh, I know. I can tell. I'm very spontaneous. Yeah. Fuck it. You live once. In this body, absolutely. As far so as destroy you know. it all you want, you'll get another one next time. So it's I would good. say like bodies are bodies are temporary, tattoos are forever. <laughs> I never heard that one before. That's good. That's very good. Let me uh, let me ask you. Uh, I I always finish on the same question, so I'm gonna ask it to you before we close off because I know that we're gonna go over if we continue. Um, if you had the chance to speak to your 14 year old self, what would you tell her? I like oh, those God. eyes, by the way. I noticed that. <laughs> that might be the clip I'm gonna take. I might take a little clip, just like, <laughs> what the fuck are you asking me, bro? Oh my God, 14. Um, God, God, I have to remember back then. Um, just to be honest, um, just follow your heart, what feels right, uh, which is what I did, essentially. I left Sweden when I was 18. I moved away and I, I didn't look back and I always followed my heart. I always followed my passions. This is what I do. Um, and uh, yeah, everything is going to be all right. Don't worry. Um, everything turns out right. And uh, actually, to be honest, I don't. I don't think there's anything that I was kind of. I was very much the same when I was 14 as I am now. Very spontaneous. Very like you know. I followed my passions and my heart, which is, has led me to where I am today. 
Um, so just follow your path, know your true self, know what your passion is and, and go with it. So accept the fact that you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> just accept <laughs> What it. else is there to do? What else is there to do, you know? That's it. I, I fully embrace this. It's, it's, uh, that's what makes life worth living for me. Who wants to be normal? Exactly. Exactly. Who wants to be normal either way? It's been, you know, it's been a pleasure. I had a feeling you, uh, we'd have fun. It's uh, yeah, it's been good. It's a pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks Thank for taking for care me. of that little kitty a few days ago. By the way, I know, I know, little baby, bless her soul. Yeah, it's a good thing that you took care of uh, the cat instead of doing a podcast with me. I fully understand. No, that's a good thing. I would have done the same thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She felt love. That's all that matters. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for uh, taking the time today, too. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Take care.